Hi, my name is Liam Dunphy and welcome to Irish Music Gems, the podcast. The podcast I'm showcase to you is Ireland's best new music talent. This week's guest is Mayo singers are Grainne Fahey. I absolutely love this chat. We talked about how Grainne's music career began, what it's like for a little bit in the Mitchells and Crown's disease, digital art and so much more, including Irish Music Gem. This is Irish Music Gems, the podcast for Grainne Fahey. Grainne Fahey, welcome to Irish Music Gems, the podcast. How are you? Hi, <laughs> it's great to be here. It's lovely to have you here. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Grania, and uh, I've been playing music for a long, long time. And um, I started when I was around 10, started writing music when I was around 14. And then um, started releasing my own music when I was around 15, 16, got really into music production, and then started releasing a few more singles. And right now I'm just taking it easy, laid back, just enjoying the vibes of it. <laughs> I've noticed, as you just said there, your music career has been like going for a long time. What made you want to start so young? Um, it's kind of weird. I don't really know exactly what made me go, I want to do music. I think it's just because I listened to so much music growing up. I listened to like, I had a proper emo phase with like Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy. And like, so did I. Kind of, like, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I want, I want to be like them. I want to be a rock star. <laughs> Did you have an Avril Lavigne face? Yes, of course I did. Because <laughs> I think everyone that was like that did, because she was like my yeah. obsession when I was a kid. Oh, of course I had an Avril Lavigne face. <laughs> what was your favourite Avril Lavigne song though? Oh. And see, do we agree? Probably, um, this this is a weird one. Um, go on, go. I can't, I can't remember the exact name of the song. I think it's just called Alice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I know exactly I what you're talking about. One. Was that uh, the yeah. one that was done for the Alice in Wonderland film? Years yeah, ago? yeah, that one. I yeah, yeah, that yeah. Song. That's interesting because anybody that's brought up Avril Lavigne on this podcast always goes for our older stuff. Do you know, like mm. the Let Go album kind of? Yeah, I was going to say that or one of her new songs, um, Head Above Water, that she wrote about having Lyme disease. Did you write that about having Lyme disease? Yeah, she did. She I was didn't. in hospital and she wrote it basically just about not wanting to die of Lyme disease. Fair enough. I didn't know that. Because yeah. I haven't listened to a lot of her new stuff. I'm still in like her, her older phases, like my nostalgia throwback kind of mm. thing. Do you get me? Yeah. I think no matter what she does, everybody's going to remember her for her older stuff, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing. It's just, that's like her thing, isn't it, really? She was she was skater girl. <laughs> she, definitely, she definitely was skater girl, wasn't she? Like, yeah. <laughs> did you see that thing about a month ago about the Bring Back Bebo? That reminded me of my Flashbox because Skater Boy was the song on my Flashbox on Bebo when I, when I started having social media when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, What's been your favourite moment of music career? I would probably say, actually, um, back like when I released um, One in Ten about two years ago, um, I had a single launch for it and it was just so fun. Like, Where was that? Friend, that was just in town in Westport. We oh, had okay. a single launch in Blousers. And it was just really fun because it was just all my friends hanging out in a pub. Um, I had my good friend Rosa, Rosa Kinsella open for me and she was so wonderful and like talented as she always is. And then um, just the gig went great. 
and everyone was just having a good time and afterwards we all kind of sat in a circle and we all had a little sing song you have endometriosis and Crohn's disease tell us I do. what they are and how they affect you so I was diagnosed with endometriosis just after I turned 19 so at the end of 2018 um and it, it was diagnosed through a surgery I had in Mayo and it's basically like where the lining of your uterus tends to grow outside of the uterus or like kind of all over the shop it's a really complex weird thing I don't really fully understand it myself but all I know is that it's a big bitch (laughs) and it makes me feel a lot of pain um and like it can cause things like cysts and fibroids and stuff and like adhesions and it's definitely caused me a lot of hassle over the years um and then a few months after or about a year after I was diagnosed with the endo I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease which made things a hell of a lot more complicated yeah I'd say so. Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease where basically my immune system has decided that my small bowel is a foreign object <laughs> and wants to attack oh, it right. all the time so I get ulcers and it gets swollen. Sometimes it closes and that's Ooh, really awful Jesus. because I can't eat things like fruit or vegetables because that could potentially cause things like obstructions or anything green or anything like insoluble fibers like wheat or anything. Um, and so it's, it's the Crohn's has definitely been a massive, massive hill to climb in my life. Like how would it affects me daily is that well I've been pretty good with the Crohn's lately because my treatment's starting to work yeah amazing treatments for it I get Remicade infusions every six weeks I'm on prednisolone right now which is great but I can't sleep so that's fun (laughs) and I take a murine every day for as an immunosuppressant and it's great that it's making my Crohn's a lot better but I'm really severely immunocompromised as a result so I have to isolate especially during the coronavirus pandemic. And so are you high priority for a vaccine? Um, I, I guess not because I haven't heard anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, neither have I. I, it's, it's, I don't know when I'll hear about the vaccine because I don't know. I don't think I'm very high risk, but I'm definitely high risk. Because the fact you've done, you have no choice but to isolate should make you like priority. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I don't really know what the crack is. I'm hoping to hear something about a vaccine soon. Because to be honest, all I kind of got was, oh, your details have been given, but we don't like they didn't give me any more input. Yeah, they're they they like leaving us in the dark, don't they? <laughs> they do. Because part of the reason why I got you on specifically was because this month is endometriosis awareness month and it's also cerebral palsy awareness month, which is my disability. I just wanted to kind of give an opportunity for us to kind of have a chat about the different ends of both disabilities. Because when I seen your post on your Instagram the other day, that you were saying it was endometriosis awareness month, I was like, oh, this might be a nice space to try and educate people slightly. Yeah, no, definitely, for sure. So... What supports are out there to help people with endometriosis, if any? I suppose there's just a lot of communities. There's the EAI, the Endometriosis Association of Ireland, is really, really good. And they're, they offer a lot of support. And there's a great online community for women with endometriosis in Ireland that 
we like we all love to help each other out help people find the right specialists and stuff um right now i'm waiting on an appointment with dr Eve o'neill in Coombe hospital actually that's i i'm not waiting on the appointment i have the appointment so i'm looking forward to hopefully taking another step in my treatment and finding out what can be done to hopefully really put this disease to rest because it's it does cause me a lot of hassle there's not much else it's provide like besides actual things like I say actual but you know what I mean it's like um yeah, yeah like yeah. medical professional things like uh physiotherapy and normal therapy and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah because like it doesn't seem to be a thing that people know an awful lot about really in yeah and that's a weird thing because I mean it's believed to affect up to one in ten women worldwide oh really I didn't know that. yeah it's um it, it can be ridiculously common now now we're not hundred percent sure if it is like exactly one in ten because a lot of people go undiagnosed. I don't want to say women because trans men, of course, can get endometriosis. Yeah. Non-binary people can get endometriosis, um, but so many people go undiagnosed with endo that it's hard to actually pick a number on how common it is. But yeah, yeah, the odds are it's incredibly common because the weird thing is it's just it is so common but it's so not good to have yeah <laughs> it's not it's not it's by far not like a oh this is a natural thing that should happen in your body because it's it's not and it's the leading cause of infertility it is oh really it, yeah i didn't know that. Really mess up your whole your whole system <laughs> tell us a bit about your digital art stuff oh um yeah i've been doing a bit of digital art lately um under the name grainy graphic and it's been a bit of it's been a bit of crack now it's um I after I got out of hospital last time I was like I'm gonna take up digital art so I bought myself a tablet and it was really fun like it's something I really enjoy doing and so I've been doing a few commissions here and there I haven't been doing commissions a lot as of late because I've been just focusing on other things but um it's been a bit of fun to do a little bit of art and it's just not much else to say other than it's just a bit of fun for me and to take it up and I've something I've always wanted to do so it's nice to finally get into it. Have you always been that level of into art or is it just something you randomly picked up? No I was always into art and drawing ever since I was a kid and it was something I always wanted to like oh when I was a kid I was like I want to be an artist when I grow up then I kind of went off it when I started doing the music and now I'm kind of back into it again. And it's been really fun to do like, um, you know, like do things like I did the the logo for Gigability or yeah, I did a few fun. things for KCG and a few bits here and there. It's, 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 it's fun. So just to add to a tab on that, you've done my logos for Gigability. A few people I checked those up. You've done all of KCG's Scattered and KTG merch. Oh yeah, the Scattered podcast. Yeah, that was a really fun one to do. That looked really cool. I started time lapse there, and that was really cool. Yeah, I don't usually do time lapses now because it's it's to remember to record, and then you end up with like six hours of footage, and it's just to swap through, and it's all. Oh, but it's 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 cool to do them when I get around to doing them. Cause I got the scattered crew neck off. Oh yeah, Peaceburg. I have that as well. <laughs> Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind wearing them. Well, I did. I, I know I drew it myself, but I like supporting um, like supporting Katie. So she said she won't wear her own because it because the thing is too big. The the graphic of her printed too big on the thing. I like it. I thought it was I like it as well. Neato. 
because I wore it when I went on a Zoom call with her. <laughs> and uh, I think I was, I think I was trying to like cover up the fact that I was actually wearing pajamas during lockdown or something. But, um, she was like, oh, I I can't wear mine because the the like the logo of her face is too big or something. She said, nah. I liked it. I like it too. I think it looks nice. What's your favourite gig you've played? Just to go back to the music questions. I'd probably say the one in 10 gig again, the single launch. I know it seems like kind of a cop-out, but that was just, it was a really good night and it was just great vibes all around. Be either that or this one time I was doing, back when I was doing pub gigs, um, I was playing, I was actually in the same venues and blousers and um, there was like the Westport football team came in and um, they had just won a match. It was like the semi-final or something. So they were all like, this must've been a bit like midnight at this point. So they were all polluted like, and um, one of the lads from the team goes up to me and says, here, I'm not, I'm not taking the piss, but like the lads really want you to play Love Story by Taylor Swift. And I was like, okay. you're taking the piss. And he was like, no, I swear, can you please play that song? So I was like, fine, but they're only asking me to take the piss. I play a song. The whole team just go mental. They're singing this song at the top of the lungs. They know every lyric from this song. Like they're like they're half crying singing it. They're like really emotional. <laughs> and that memory just sticks in my head because I was like, wow, wow. I love that. What a mess. That is quite possibly the weirdest thing ever was. You just don't get it anywhere else. It was great. <laughs> so, would you have done a lot of, like, pub gigs? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say that. That's a hell of a lot. Oh, it's, 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 a, it's one of the things that ended up, like, putting me off music for a while because you just end up playing the same rubbish songs for two hours a night. And yeah. then you play a song, then some drunk goes up to you saying, can you play this song? And if you don't know it, they start verbally abusing you, like... Yeah, and it's like oh, it's just exhausting, and then you have to deal with people like harassing you and trying to buy you drinks and things like that, and you don't trust a single one of them, and you shouldn't yeah. trust a single one of them, and it's it's just exhausting. Just it it was a very exhausting thing to do. I think especially when you're a girl in those situations, it's very easy to mm. be on edge about that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you can't really like let your guard down at all, not even for a second. So I was very thankful that like my dad would help me pack up and leave at the end of each gig. So I always felt that little extra bit of protection because any yeah. guy that would go up to me, I'd be like, oh, this is my dad. <laughs> and then he'd, be, then he'd be like, yeah, boy. Yeah, and then, and then they'd fuck right off. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is like, that's the best like safety mechanism possible. Yeah, it was great because my dad be there. He has a heart condition, you know, kind of a kind of like he'd be like, "What's going on here? Like, I'm just here to take the speakers down." Like, not knowing that you're using them as a layer of extra protection. Yeah, just using them as a shield would be pretty much like. Oh, so what's your favorite gig that you've been to? Oh, that's a good question. Um, any gig that Albert Hammond has done, because I am a big Albert Hammond simp. I love Albert Hammond so much. And any gig he's done has been something wonderful. Like, I just love his gigs. For a 70-year-old man, he brings so much energy to a venue. And really? It's just great crack. It's just great. I love his gigs. They're so fun. Um, and that and another thing. This is going to come across so bad. Uh, but hear me out. My uncle's funeral. <laughs> oh, 
has a band called the Bible Code Sundays and he had okay. lads. We all sat in a circle. We had a bit of a jam session. And because my uncle was such a good musician, and so we wanted to honor his memory by like having a big sing session. So we were all in a circle singing. And it was so, it was like, again, like those amazing vibes you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And it's exactly what my uncle would have wanted as a send off. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, but it just sounds to me, what's your favorite gig? Oh, my uncle's funeral was great crack. Like, <laughs> no, because we kind of like, I guess I kind of get that with stuff as well because. Like, my brother is is a bassist in, mm. like, a band called Juice, a tribute to Rory Gallagher. Mm-hmm. So his friends are, like, obviously a lot of musicians. And whenever we were, like, like funerals and weddings and stuff, they'd, they would they'd sing at them. So what, which, what generally tends to happen is that same thing will happen in, like, a pub after it or something. It's kind of just, like, a nice way to honour people's memory I think yeah no especially like at my own funeral I hope it's great crack like I hope people can have a laugh at it you know I would hate to hate people to be miserable yeah (laughs) and especially like my uncle Tom he wouldn't have liked people being miserable and he was he was a great musician he was in a band called the Malloy Brothers and he was a big inspiration for my music growing up and everything and I I should have mentioned that earlier actually because it was kind of one of the things that gave me confidence to do gigs because I would play with him every Friday and he would do, be doing gigs in the pub called Hobins. Oh, and so and he was just great. He was really like, he always was boosting up my music, giving me the confidence to perform more. So I was, I was absolutely gutted when he passed away. But it was, we, had a, we gave him a hell of a send off that day. That's pints and music, the exact way he would have wanted it. Yeah, that's like giving them a decent send off is the best way to honor them at mm. times. Do you know Especially like, Especially when it does hit you in that kind of a, in that kind of a way, do you get me? Just to switch the mood up because I feel like we're getting very morbid. Uh, yeah, yeah geez, sorry about that. <laughs> What's the song that makes you happy? These are the good old days by uh, Albert Hammond. <laughs> I, I I bring him up again, but yeah, he, song makes me very happy. Or um, it's another song I've been listening to lately. Um, yeah, right by Joji. That's a great song. I always vibes that song. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's a nice fun song. Who was your biggest musical inspiration? <laughs> um, Albert Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Like I just my dad introduced me to Albert Hammond music when I was fifteen, so just as I was starting to get into music, so I would just listen to Albert Hammond all the time. Like he's kind of his music was kind of like a big blanket during. A lot of shit that's like the chromes the endo just listening to his music and during a lot of stuff i've gone through music wise that and like patrick stump he from fallout boy yeah he yeah. has a solo album called soul punk and i used to listen yeah. to that album all the time and it made me want to produce and record my own stuff so how do you find the production and the things great i it's it can be exhausting because sometimes things just don't work out the way you want them to but it's yeah. one of my biggest passions with music is the recording and messing with synths and like VSTs and all yeah, synth of like aspects of. Oh, they're great crack. Or like even vocoders and just the mixing aspect. I love the mixing part of it. It's 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 fun. It's just fun all around. I lo- I love it as well because I've got like a little MIDI keyboard that I use with this Mac. Yeah. Because I can play it with one hand. But the one like 
when it's not going right, I get really frustrated with yeah that's the one thing like it's very easy to get annoyed when producing music because you're like you have the idea in your head and you can't translate it onto the DAW and it's just like ah work yeah literally it's like getting the timing real precise is like ah yeah as well as when you can't get the time right but that's why I do like um the little tools you can get in a DAW that kind of adjust the MIDI for you yeah it's cheating, but it's fun cheating. <laughs> exactly. Like, if it works, don't knock it. Yeah, exactly. So I know another band you really love is Muse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Muse. And I had to bring this up because I also like Muse. Um, oh, really? Nice. Yes, I do. Because I seen your thing where it was like 10 years of plugging Baby yesterday. Oh, yeah. I love that song. I was like... I was 10 like, years. is it actually or that 20, It's 20 years, actually. Oh, 20, sorry. Um, I was like, is it that old? Like, man, crazy. Your song's nearly as old as I am. <laughs> it's, the song is younger, it's actually younger than me. Yeah. It's just funny. But anyway, because um, that song always reminds of, my other brother uh, used to do wrestling shows and stuff. Really? Yeah. Nice. So that song, well, that and Chelsea Stagger by the Fatalities will always remind me of going to wrestling shows when I was a kid. Really, my boyfriend is obsessed with WWE and UFC. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and Muse the songs get used a lot in WWE. They do, some don't reason, they? They love using Muse songs and Nickelback songs. Yeah, it's his name Muse, Nickelback, and what else? What's the other thing? Slipknot? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, Slipknot always get used as well. And I've heard the, I've heard the Fallout Boy as well. Oh yeah, I know they had Champion in there recently as well in the new game. Yeah. I've yeah, I I I've like I I've never been to a Muse concert, but I have a bunch of them on DVD and I have like all of their albums. I just I'm I've been listening to Muse since I was like 13 and I just oh I love them. What's your favorite Muse song? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um but I do think I have an answer. What? Ooh, probably Mercy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I love I Mercy. Like it. It's great. Mine is probably super massive black hole. Yeah, that one's a bop and a half. <laughs> it's great. Or like when I want to be really loud, I just like jam to plug and bang around the house. Mm. Oh, when, when things are going bad, just literally muse on shuffle and get the Alexa to pop it great. on. Have a little jam session. Good times. So if you were to go back into music at some point, whenever you do get around to that, if you do, what would be your dream venue to play? Oh, see, I'm not much of a, I wasn't, I was never much of a huge gigging person where I was like, I like doing the gigs. So like, honestly, if I'm able to, like after this whole like lockdown thing, if I'm able to just get back into blousers and have another like session with the lads and all my friends and my family, that would be real. Yeah, more would make me the happiest. Yeah, it's like made you more grateful for things now. Yeah, no, I just I I, I want to get back into blousers. Hopefully, it'll yeah. open up again and have another sesh. This is a random one I just thought about top of my head. What's a song that reminds you of like being a teenager? Um, that's a good question. Probably Six Feet Under the Stars by All Time Low. Oh, nice. Yeah, I loved that song when I was a teenager. They always forget about all time now. Just when to bring them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always just kind of there. 
they're always kind of hovering yeah they, they're always releasing stuff and then they never really get to the forefront but they're always kind of there because they're not as big as they used to be no but they're still like they still have a really relatively good fan base I think it's one of those things it's like if people are concrete does stick with you yeah so just to finish up I'm going to ask a question that I ask at the end of every podcast Ronnie Fahey what is your Irish music gem and why I think I'm going to go with uh, Cry Me an Ocean by Rachel Grace why uh, she released a song back a few months, a few weeks ago, and I've been like obsessed with it ever since. Like, um, and it was also great because I was able to do the um, the cover art for the single. Ah, oh, cool. So, and I listened to the song and I was just like obsessed with it. I love the vibes. It's so like fresh and proper, and like Rachel's voice is like smooth, like honey. It's amazing. And if anyone hasn't listened to that song, it's like an absolute bop and a half. You have to check it out. It's such a good song. I will go and check that out, actually. Mm. It's just but, great all around. Now that you mentioned cover art, you also do the cover art for Emma Langford of Irishman Harmony, right? Um, no, no, that's not me. Is not you? No, that's not me. <laughs> you did one, did you? I did, I did, um, I did the cover art for her EP that was kind of full of remixes for Sewing Acorns. That's what it was. The cassette, yeah. Cause that, cause that was how I made the how I kind of got Katie to make the link with you in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, cause I'd seen their graphics and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Woo! <laughs> but um, and then when Katie was like, oh, like Garn is a musician, I was like, what the hell? No, I listen to your stuff. Also, just to mention your endometriosis song, it just hit over 1k streams the other day. It did, yeah. It was on YouTube, it got 100,000 views, and that made me happy because none of my other songs kind of have that kind of traction. Um, and like, uh, it's it just made me happy because I think the song did help give a little bit more awareness to disease. So, um, I was glad that, like, at least in some way, um, people could have a bop to. Kind of a bop while they're suffering from a chronic illness. Yeah, yeah. Because I was reading the comments of it earlier before I came on to talk to you. And uh, it was like people that also had endometriosis comment on it, which was nice. Yeah, it, the song did really well within the endometriosis communities. Like it was played at um, the Endo March in Dallas. And oh, really? got, like, yeah, it was shared a lot by the Endometriosis Association of Ireland and a bunch of other endometriosis communities really enjoyed it, which made me really, really happy because if anything, even if it didn't raise a whole lot of awareness, if people had a song they could listen to that makes me go, okay, this is something I can relate to. Yeah, yeah. It made me happy nonetheless. Yeah, like it doesn't worry how well it does if one person relates to it, it's better than exactly anything. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed it. Thank this you chat. so much for having me, Neve. It's been wonderful. No problem. Anytime. If anybody wants to check you out, where can they find you? Um, they can find me on Twitter at Grady Music. Um, the same on Instagram or if you want to like look at my graphic design stuff it's grainy graphic and you can find me on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash grainy grainy thank you so much Gordon. thank you so much Neve. it's been wonderful talking to you that was a really interesting and enjoyable chat thank you so much to Ronnie for her time this podcast was edited and produced 
by Darren McNicholas. Thank you so much for listening.